Good day. You're listening to ASEAN Youth on the Move. You're listening to ASEAN Youth on the Move, unscripted conversations of the Southeast Asian youth for you and for youth. My name is Myra Sponon, your host for this episode, as always, and we believe in one identity and one ASEAN youth community. Sit back, relax, as you are listening to another ASEAN Youth on the Move episode. We talked about a lot of things, a lot of relevant things. I want to put emphasis on that with incredible youth. But for today, I believe we are with the youngest. Our guest today is the youngest. And you know what? I want to give a big shout out to him because I really see a lot of myself into him. He may be just 17 years old, but he has been very active when it comes to events. I get to, I rarely meet a lot of people who would tend to search websites such as the Opportunity Desk or search on Facebook different opportunities, different ASEAN opportunities. And honestly, I think he's this person. I think I see myself in this person. He is a university student at the University of Yangon in Myanmar. His name is Min. Hello, Min. Great to see you. And I hope you're having a great day. Hello, uh, Miras. Uh, nice to meet you too. All right. So before we start, You know, we talked about a lot of things already and what's going to be the main emphasis about this episode, this personal development, which I believe is something so essential. You know, before I give the floor to Min and before he talks about personal development, I just really see the lack of appreciation when it comes to teaching, when it comes to coaching, when it comes to mentorship. And it's not something that is very invested in. I actually know a lot from the Philippines and from different ASEAN countries that actually built their own, you know, they built their own mentorship group. And I think it's something very, very important. Because if for the youth, if we youth love going to camps with team building activities and and seminars and conferences that are very interactive, it's something that I believe is relevant to everyone, to every company, to every single team that we get to have, whether it's in the most simplest in our family, to the classroom, to businesses. But now, yeah, before we go into that, before we talk about personal development at a much deeper level, which a 17-year-old will be discussing with us, let's get to know more about Min. So I've introduced you, but Min, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners for this episode? Um, hello, everyone. Uh, so my name is Min Pongya. Uh, I'm from Myanmar and currently study in University of Yangon. So uh, as Bira said, uh, I, I am the youngest speaker and I really um, appreciate for the invitation of Bira. So uh, just to be clear that I'm not going to... Um, be trying to be a coach or trying to be um, preaching about you know um, leadership or stuff today i'm just going to um, simply share what i've seen uh, what i've heard and what i've experienced uh, in my ending room so i hope uh, by listening to this podcast i think all of you can gain new insights on the matter of knowing yourself knowing oneself and why does it matter 
Thank you, Miris. All right, thank you so much, man. That was the perfect disclaimer. I think that's very relevant in all our podcasts. I mean, of course, it's a great thing. It's something great. I think that's what's unique in this podcast. It's that we're genuine. This is unscripted. We never talked about what's going to be the main topic. We can give our advice. We can give our takes. But at the end of it all, this is a new perspective. And I think then again, that is what's unique about this podcast. These are youth that wouldn't be interviewed by the big media outlets. But in this podcast and in the ASEAN Youth Advocates Network, we just really see how important and how beneficial different perspectives from the youth growing up as citizens of today and tomorrow, as the future stakeholders and the ones that have the power to turn our world around. These youth that I get to talk to in these episodes are very important. And I'm very happy how the ASEAN Youth Advocates Network has been doing that. And as we're talking about Ayan, Ayan is actually the presenter of this. And actually, um, Min is one of the leaders of the ASEAN Youth Advocates Network in Myanmar. So now, I really want to know what led you to have the initiative when it came to being very proactive. Because you've been part of MUNs, which is very, very famous I have, a, I have my own perspective of that. I actually hate those MUNs where they're for profit, where their aim internally isn't for the delegates to learn, but to earn money. So they're using the name UN and even ASEAN for revenue of these programs. I know that you are someone that is very active when it comes to ASEAN events, which led me to meet you. I believe also that you are someone that has participated in a lot of ASEAN events from the data science explorers competition to your local initiatives there. You've had a lot of experience at such a young age. So I want to ask you first, what led you to have that initiative? Thank you, Miras, for the um, question. Uh, basically, I agree with what Miras said about the MUNs, uh, which are becoming for-profit and uh, using the term uh, youth for its own goods, for their own good. And I, I would like to uh, condemn uh, the, this act from here, firstly. And uh, second uh, of all, to answer the question, the thing that led me to this initiative is uh, simply my decision on who I want to become. So first of all, I want to become a diplomat. So I started joining more ASEAN meetings to get into the shoes of a diplomat and at the same time to learn about the ASEAN affairs. And Data science is now becoming really important for our age, our era. And uh, at the same time, uh, meeting with ASEAN Youth equips me with new insights, new opportunities. So yeah, to conclude, I try to figure myself and uh, I step to it. Thank you so much, man. I'd like to also share what made me, what led to me being active when it comes to local initiatives and to ASEAN initiatives. So I myself experienced poverty at the first hand, at the, at the third hand perspective. So I experienced poverty myself. And of course, being in the Philippines, which a lot are in poverty, I get to see that a lot since I always am in my provinces. But here's the thing, even in the most urban areas in the Philippines is where you will be seeing the most that are in poverty. So. That in itself just really sparked my interest and really made me have this commitment to serve the people. 
But this is not about my episode. But yeah, while you were speaking, when you said that you wanted to be a professor, that actually made me smile on the fact that I also want to be a professor. I want to be a diplomat. I want to work for ASEAN soon. I want to be in the development sector. So I'm actually taking, I actually just shifted to development studies, which is under the political science department, the same as yours. So what's your take on this? As we're going on personal development and knowing that most of the people listening to the demographics in particular are the youth. And, you know, I just really don't get why leadership is this optional topic or having leadership seminars is something optional when it comes to schools. Like, I don't know if you get me, but only those who are privileged, only those that are invited, which are for a teacher or for a school's perspective, are the ones that are excelling in their classes. I think that in itself already creates such boundary into emerging leaders. Because like myself, I was not someone that was given the privilege of being part of these inclusive leadership seminars, leadership camps. It would always be the best in the class, the people with such talent that would have the chance to showcase their leadership. That's my view. It's not me being mad or me being petty about this particular topic. But the people who aren't given the chance to shine will be these people that will have the least opportunities. Because not everyone, not like me, not like you, are going to have that chance or going to have that passion. Because it's all in the perfect analogy such as teaching kids how to eat vegetables. If you don't teach them how to eat while they're young, how would you expect them to eat vegetables when they grow up? For me, leadership is something that is very essential on the fact that that's where you get to have the chance to adapt, whether as a follower or as a leader, so that you get both perspectives. So as we're talking about personal development, this suddenly you know, sparked my, my conscience to talk about to you because it bothers me. It really bothers me. I'd like to ask your thoughts about that. Uh, actually, I can't uh, stop nodding while you were making the statement and question because um, all of what you've said were on point. So I would like to begin with what uh, Mira said about, uh, about our ambitions and of course our background. Similarly to Mira's, I am from a middle class family. So all of these programs that I joined are applied all by myself without my uh, household support, without my parents' support, both financially, emotionally, physically. So I can understand what Beerus wanted to say about the sparks of our journey. I think that is the reason why we want to become individuals that help our communities because we ourselves have uh, been through uh, lots of disparities, lots of struggles, and we've seen that most privileged people uh, haven't. And because of our background, we've become more um, sympathetic or empathetic uh, on these people who can't progress like most of us. Also, I'm not really talented either. What I did was persevere. And that is one of the main things that if you are listening to this and you are having difficulties on the journey of your dream, keep trying. Perseverance is the main component of your success. At the same time, we knew what we wanted to do. 
what we wanted to achieve. And also regarding to leadership, especially for the context of Myanmar, these kind of leadership programs are intentionally, you know, uh, put back by the government, uh, to be precise, the military regime for their own uh, prosperity and stuff. So to conclude, uh, leadership programs, I think, are put behind the shelves because uh, first of all, the uh, stigma of the programs, you know, the fraud coaches, the ineffective programs, books like that. And at the same time, especially for uh, countries like Myanmar, governments are intentionally trying to put up, uh, trying to promote or to say like that. That was actually, we were actually talking about leadership already, which of course is something that will be always very, very relevant when it comes to personal development. Uh, like what I said, I'd like to reiterate earlier that, you know, leadership is essential to oneself. And I would want the educational institutes to actually make leadership as something mandatory. And also, let's change the systems when it comes to whatever community that we're in. We may be leaders of respective fields, but we should always know that in every community that we make, it has to be inclusive. So in order to make it inclusive, we have to let them know that we are not here for the positions. Because, well, now that we're going very in-depth with this, let's face it, a lot of our leaders today are very corrupt when it comes to Southeast Asia. And that starts from within. That starts from the simplest forms, from the schools, from the towns, from your streets. And in the Philippines, there's, there's this thing called barangay. And there's a lot of officials in the Philippines because a barangay is composed of what? 20 to 50 families and and we actually have these barangay barangay leaders that would be given a budget and not all of them are actually maximizing the particular budget and i want to take this opportunity to you know call out to all educational institutes make leadership something important and mandatory It's everyone are leaders. Everyone are citizens. Everyone has to learn what it takes to be socially responsible and be an active citizen. Number two, to the leaders, you have the responsibility to ensure that you have an inclusive community. You give them programs. You let them grow. It's not only you who's going to be growing, but your job is for your whole team to grow. And then number three, is us. Us, the people that were not given the opportunity at first to not give up. A lot of people would love to be leaders, but we have to be genuine in every single thing that we do. And it all takes passion and genuineness. And I think that starts our eagerness to have the heart of volunteerism, which makes us advocates, which gives us our whys. It lets us answer our whys which eventually transforms us into becoming leaders. I see a lot of leaders today without advocacies and leaders themselves that have something against an advocacy. You cannot be a leader if you do not have an advocacy. An advocate, again, is someone that changes what is to what should be. So yeah, I just like to let it out there. For teachers, for everyone in this education sector, leadership is important. And let's not make it into this inclusive, exclusive group just because our system says so. Just because we have a prime minister, we have a president. 
let's erase that. So now, you can give a comment on this, Min, but I'd like to ask you on what are your perceptions when it comes to personal development now and its effect to society? So the topic of the leadership and the, the connection between leadership and society. Uh, so I, I wanted to emphasize um, the same uh, two facts, uh, two things that Amiris mentioned, which is the role of leaders and the role of people. And I'm going to connect this uh, with the topic. Uh, so leadership uh, can be simply, uh, you know, it is good to have the educational institutes to, you know, um, teach leadership in schools. But at the same time, leadership is something that we can share in our communities. So I, uh, I want to um, uh, empower leaders to um, start uh, sharing leadership ability to others. So I would like to share the golden rule of leadership. True leadership starts from oneself. And the next part, the final part is good leadership means success. Good leaders mean successful person. So this is the uh, basic uh, two um, lines for leadership. So when we think about good leaders, right, we start from thinking about good leaders. We think about honest, uh, we think about um, happy we think about um, you know popular and stuff uh, one thing when we think about the successful people at the same time most of the characteristics are shared between good leader and a successful person so that can eventually mean when you become a good leader you are becoming a successful person so what is a good leader what is a true leadership as the sentence um stated true leadership starts from yourself it is you to decide what is success for you so if you decide uh, popularity as your success um, so you want to gain popularity so you can start being a social influencer or blogger something like that in a good way not in a very toxic way and then you get popular so you so you set your course to popularity and you go through that, you persevere, you, did, you do not give up, uh, you uh, go through the um, journey effectively. And when you, become, when you succeed, uh, you become popular. So that is the simple equation that leaders can share to the, their communities. That about you know, sharing the leadership uh, uh, you know, lessons to communities, that sometimes the communities, as I've mentioned, are really... Are struggling by themselves and at these times they they cannot become aware of themselves because they are re- they are in a very you know you know they are in a bad situation for them right so because what well, I said that because uh, I have a similar experience like that in Myanmar uh, in my university uh, as in my uh, so I started a discussion club uh, because I want I like Dialogues. I like discussions. You know, discussions define us. Dialogues can lead us. And you know, we've got like sixty people in our uh, faculty in our department, and nobody was interested. And at the same time, when we do, you know, uh, international Moda ASEAN meetings, you know, ASEAN Foundation Moda ASEANs and ASEAN programs and stuff. People don't really, uh, you know, my fellows don't really get uh, interested in this. 
and i can surely say my fellows uh representing myanmar youth because uh, most of uh, only you know uh that they haven't been aware of you know of this uh leadership or the the journey they want to go they are busy and they are disconnected in their own you know sphere in their own paradoxes and that can put a leader into trouble when he is or he or she is trying to you know introduce the communities with the assets and knowledge knowledge of leadership i can surely say the leader cannot um, successfully implement leadership uh, knowledge there if the community is really distracted and at the same time the last uh, part that nira said for the people not to give up so what i see my what i heard from my friends is that they are afraid they are afraid to take a step to asean you know they're afraid to take a step in presenting their own ideas beliefs because they think the other discussions are superior to them and they do not really know anything they are afraid because they do not know themselves and and this bring us back to our topic personal development leadership which is knowing oneself so if one does not know oneself one will not have the courage to step up one will not have the uh, have the energy or have the passion to persevere so all the people who are listening to this podcast i would like to encourage you to find yourself first and for the leaders please try to open their inner uh, abilities their inner self so that they can know themselves and they can continue their journeys why does it matter for society so when and we are approaching towards the new era you know mostly uh i think uh, according to the demographics we are the uh, biggest population in asean youth is the biggest population biggest number in asean so i can i think i can safely say uh asean is ours and near future so we are approaching our future our asean uh with the situations like climate change situations like technology revolution ai uh, space you know uh, you know astro astronomy stuff you know technology they're booming so fast with where the future awaits us with challenges uh, disparities so when we are approaching to that the biggest number us the youth need to be prepared we need to we we need to be you know prepared we need to know ourselves before we approach these challenges you are not nobody you are somebody you have a part in this future you just need to find out yourself which part you belong to and that is something i um, say to my friends because they sometimes get lost because one of my friends she is um she wants to be a psychologist but she uh but she study in international affairs uh you know she thinks she's uh, bad at international affairs and this uh, decreases her confidence so the leadership that are we were basically talking about is self-consciousness self-awareness and um perseverance so uh let me say why this two aspects or in other words your leadership personal leadership matters 
for the for our future society. Today we see a surge in identity politics, populism, um, extremism, you know, racism, um, climate change, climate change, and um, and so on. We have many um, problems in the world. And to be uh, to be ASEAN specific, we still have many um, diversity problems, disparities, problems relating with values such as lack of justice, democracy in some of the member states. So, as youth, as the youth of ASEAN are the biggest demographic, are the biggest number in demography in ASEAN. I think I am safe to say that it is our responsibility to um, tackle these issues for ASEAN's next phase and also the world's future. So, in order for that, in order to tackle these, we must be self-aware. We must be conscious about what we are going to tackle. We must be conscious about our values. We must be conscious about our needs, our situations. To you know, talk about issues like identity, uh, you know, identity politics, uh, injustice in some cases, economic disparities, um, if uh, necessary, the non-interference. You know, to build up the community. So we must be aware about it. And then you might ask, how am I supposed to be in? Part of that, why me? How can I? So let me uh, present my point of view for history. History is progressive. If we rethink about from the start of the history, um, you know, well, think about start of the uh, humans. We started with we have started with primates. Um, the only thing that were that was in our mind was survival. Then we evolved. Um, then we be we um, our focus shifted to um, God or uh, yeah philosophy God. Then shifted to expansion, you know, and empires. Then we shifted to. Um, Inventions, science, then shifted to economics. I can surely say the last century is all about economics, stock market, and it's there were trade organizations, so on. But uh, now the era we are in, the era we are progressing towards, is I believe the era of research. And I'm quite positive and hopeful about it, because think think about it. In this era, we are starting to we are we have we are going to um, talk in details about gender equality, justice, democracy, um, fairer economy, uh, environmental friendly economy, um, about our wildlife preservation. Um, about uh, racism, you know, to tackle racism, and so on. We've uh, these 
these things that I've mentioned has been uh, had been uh, discussed throughout the history, throughout our uh, generations. But in this time of ours, in this time of our generation, uh, we are starting to actually uh, implement these. All right. In other in other words, the SDGs. We have SDGs to complete by the time of 2030, and it is now 2020. We only have 10 years left, you know, to complete all of the SDGs, MDGs and stuff. So, I'm quite positive about that. And implementing this, as I've said, requires research. Search, research is, according to his uh, word structure, construction, it is about searching yourself, searching again, searching something that you know, but you search again for better details. So. We need all of the people to be searching inside themselves, searching in their sectors, searching their past history of their sectors, their profession um, um, sectors, their professions. Um, to talk about these, you know, to talk about fairer, uh, environmental friendly, ethical economy, to talk about identity uh, politics, to talk about better politics to talk about the role of you know the how religion can be more uh, better you know how can be more um safe uh, how uh, uh, people can work together so do do this is our age we are going to answer these um questions through sdgs and to answer these we need to research and to research all of us all of us in every sector needs to research and to be able to research efficiently, to be able to answer these questions, one must know oneself. And one must know what the, uh, one's situ situation is. So I just want to say, find yourself first. Find yourself first, and then you'll find a place that where you belong to. And don't say you don't you are not belong to anywhere. You are belong to somewhere. And and all of these places become are becoming uh, all of these places matters, especially in this era of research, in this age of research, in this age of searching ourselves again. All of these places matter in solving these issues that have been pressing throughout our history. So find yourself, find your place research and progress all of us youth have places to search out search and answer and i believe i can surely say if anyone listening to this podcast starts to think about this positively you know start to think about start to think as you belong to somewhere i can say i can see the future of our generations being prosper and being happy being you know being in good conditions and I believe this future of our generations will be built by us if any if even a single person believes from this podcast because of this podcast that he or she can do something so don't give up start to find yourself even if you're doing in somewhere, you know, even if you're doing on this path and if you feel like you don't belong it, first think about yourself. I, I'm not saying don't stop walking. Think about yourself, but keep doing. 
And if you think about yourself and you enjoy doing this, go on and be progressive about our future. But if you feel like you don't belong here, try to find where you belong. Wow! Thank you so much, man, for that very, very detailed discussion that we have. So, before we end, what is your last message to our listeners for today? When it comes to personal development, leadership, we tackled a lot of things. So, would you like to give your last message? So, the main takeaway will be to um, to find oneself. You know, never give up. Um, and when you find one, one find oneself, and one. One perseveres. One will eventually get where one belongs, where one wants. And to know where you belong, you must first, you know, search yourself. So I want to say, you know, search yourself first. And then, uh, and the reason why I'm saying about all of these throwaway culture and all of these searching yourself is that because one give one introducing leadership, right? One introducing leadership to communities. Uh, leaders like me can often um, face with the problem that the communities, the individuals, are not aware of themselves and therefore not interested in leadership. I would like to uh, encourage leaders who are facing the same kind of problem: don't give up, uh, don't feel bad. Try to open them. Try to open their inner self. They try to help. Help. Try to help them find their own path. And. Of course, all of the uh, leaders and all of the individuals that I want to share the message of、uh, Pope Francis:、um, try not to be judgmental. Try as much as you can. And yeah, so that is that are my main、um, takeaways for this、um, podcast. Thank you so much, Min, for being part of this podcast for today. Being well detailed at every single take of yours. That is Min. This is his take, a 17-year-old from Myanmar, taking up political science. Before we end, I'd like to also give my last messages. Number one, the only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. You know, as young people, as the youth, we tend to like a lot of things. We tend to want to do a lot of things. But at the end of it all, we have to sacrifice. We have to choose what is a want and what is a need. We really cannot get everything in life, but let's maximize that in order to maximize ourselves into the best persons that we can be. Number one, do not look at your fellow peers as competitors. Your competition isn't other people. Your competition is your toxic, your toxic attributes, your toxic behaviors that you know is essential to get rid of for you to grow as a person. Personal development is not for the broken people; it's for people who want a better life. And I can say this as someone that has experienced poverty, as someone that has experienced failure. It's part of the process, so let's trust the process that we are in. Life is all about growth. If we stop growing, that's where we stop being human. So let's stay persistent. Let's stay consistent. Let us be resilient. Our life is going to be sometimes comfortable. It's sometimes going to be messy. But you know what? As advocates, as leaders, it is our goal to ensure that everyone grows together. No one will be left behind. All of us grow into the best individuals as we can be, and that starts by everyone knowing that they can be a leader, that they are worth it, that they are meaningful individuals for our society. 
because every single individual in the world has the power and has the capability to change our society. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to ASEAN Youth on the Move, unscripted conversations of the Southeast Asian youth for you and for you. My name is Myra Sponon, your host, and we believe in one identity and one ASEAN youth community. See you in our next podcast.